I'm Kate Daniels. We do have some harsh and ugly things that happen in our world, and human trafficking is one of the big uglies. And it happens right here in our own state. Rushira Gupta is a feminist campaigner, a professor at New York University, and founder of an anti-sex trafficking organization, Apni App Women Worldwide. She is an author and has a new young adult novel, I Kick and I Fly, which looks right into the harsh world of sex trafficking based on actual events that Rushira witnessed in India. Harsh as it is, this is a story of hope. It's the full message Rochelle wants us to hear and to share and do something about. So let's hear directly from the author herself. Rochelle Gupta, good morning. Thank you so greatly for being with us today. Good morning. You are an inspiring, of course, woman, but so uh, informative and informed and just really dedicated to doing so much good in the world. And I am so grateful that we have this opportunity to talk and that you are sharing this message of who you are and what you're doing in the world in a new book, I Kick and I Fly. Yes, and I Kick and I Fly is for young people It's published by Scholastic because I want young people to know that they can stand up to injustice and win. It's about, the book is about a 14-year-old girl called Hira, who's from a nomadic tribe in India. And she's about to be sold into prostitution when a woman's rights advocate enrolls her in a Kung Fu program. And through the practice of Kung Fu, she learns the power of her body and how to fight for it. Now, This seems so impossible, but if you read the book, you will find out how it becomes possible with every chapter. And also, I want to tell all the listeners that, you know, it's based on true stories in my NGO, Apne Aap. And truly, there is a part of this for sure that just doesn't seem impossible, even without reading the story, which is so compelling. And, you know, even as an older adult, I feel the story is really touches me deeply. So I think it's for all ages. But I really am so grateful that it's available for young girls and, and boys, too, should be reading this to be informed and aware, but for young girls to feel where they have power, how to find that power is so critically important. Very true. You know, I uh, tested this book on my uh, 14-year-old nephew when I wrote it, and he asked me questions which I hadn't even thought about. He said, you know, I felt very uncomfortable when the girl had to take off her clothes on stage or when she had to put the phone inside her blouse. And uh, his mother was sitting with us, and she said, so what did you think after reading that, you know, in a very strict tone? And he said, I just felt that I never want to be those people Mm -hmm. who have to watch this or be part of it. So I thought, here's what I want to do through my book. It's done. And then he asked me, he said, "Uh, you know, I also want another book. I want to know what happened to her brother. Her brother's name is Salman in the book. And he wants to know what happens to Hira's brother, because he found Hira's brother, who's a gentle boy who wants to stop studying science and start working somewhere because he wants his his sister 
to continue to study in school and not be sold. And it's a family which is written by poverty and hunger. So I thought, you know, here is a boy who's learning empathy, who's mm-hmm. understanding girls, and will be a different boy because he's read I Kick and I Fly. And that's exactly what I wanted to do with my book. And and you're just proving how it really has that appeal for boys as well as being written uh, for girls. So that empathy peace is so critically important in our world. Uh, it seems to be lacking so much. And to be able to find ways to build that, you're doing that. So you're accomplishing so many missions, Rashura. Yes, I am. And you know, this is because I believe there's nothing like great literature to build empathy. All my life, I have devoured books. And with every book, uh, I have learned to be able to imagine the other person more and more and put myself in their shoes. And I think that has made me a more connected person to the world where I can understand every living being when I see them, if it's a stone or a plant, a tree or a human being. I feel more connected to them. And that makes me happier as a person. So I think um, that's why I chose writing a book as my medium because I had a hopeful story which was based on truths to share. And I thought, you know, I have to write it as a book so that other people can enter the world that I want to share as deeply and as sympathetically as possible. And it, what you describe is really such a harsh and basically ugly part of our world. And it's not limited by any means to India. That just happens to be where you witnessed this happening and and base the story there, as well as in New York. So we have the crossing into the U.S. But to really give us that sense of hopefulness, it, it, that's so critical for us to always know we can hold on to hope, even when things are pretty dire. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, hope is a form of planning, as Gloria Steinem says. And I've discovered that because... Uh, If I don't have hope, then I'll stop doing anything. You know, during the lockdown, when we were stuck inside our homes and we didn't know we would live or die or what would happen to our near and uh, dear ones, you know, hope was what kept us going. I saw hope in nature. I saw hope when monsoon hit India and the trees began to flower again and blossom again. So I also completed I Kick and I Fly during the lockdown. And I wanted to share it with kids everywhere, including in America, because I live in New York, I teach at NYU, and I have had students who've been through a lot of abuse and who've told me about it because they take a class on human trafficking with me. And uh, I realized that human trafficking is a big problem in the United States, but no one talks about it. It affects children, but nobody We'll talk to children about it. Now, this is a problem because if we don't teach children how to spot the signs of trafficking, how to equip themselves to fight it, and how to save themselves and their friends, then we are letting the problem stay because we can't cope with a problem only. We have to confront it. And, uh, you know, the numbers are staggering of trafficking in the United States. People say more than 100,000 to 300,000 victims of trafficking live in the United States. And then the other 
data which is staggering is that the average age of a girl being trafficked in the United States is between 13 and 15. This should not be happening in America. America has food, clothing, shelter. We have infrastructure. So there are ways to combat it, but we have to accept the problem. So then we denormalize it, and then we find a solution. So my book is really a message in a bottle to everyone out there who needs to know that, yes, human trafficking exists. I begin the book in India and end it in Queens in New York to show how universal it is. And also that something can be done about it, not to give up, but to fight back. If a community in Bihar, in India can do it, so can we. And that is definitely the big message and sharing it through story and sharing how your nephew was really touched by it and and how it's having a formative effect on him. But, you know, as we discuss this and the great need for it, and, and it's on a topic, a subject that is very real and yet so harsh, do you imagine that um, there would be people who would want to ban the book because they say, well, we can't have our children reading this. You know, the big culture war in America right now is what should we talk to our young people about or not? And I think there is nothing more important than talking to young people with truths, but with hope. And there is nothing better than storytelling to do so. And Mm -hmm. I have a true story. I actually have a true story to share with young people, and it's uh, in the voice of a young girl who goes through everything that Hira does go through and triumphs at the end of it. So here is a way to talk to young people about a harsh subject like human trafficking and show them that it can be fought back. So at least we give them a tool to navigate the challenges in their lives. And, you know, every child has to go through facing not human trafficking, but fear, shame, and guilt, bullying, body shaming, you know, uh, all these things happen to us. And uh, the Center for Disease Control has just come out with a report recently saying that, um, you know, teen mental health is a big issue and the root causes are sexual abuse, food insecurity, homelessness, bullying, body shaming. I touch upon all these subjects and with Scholastic, we've developed end resources, we've developed a reader's guide, I've developed lots of resources for students, Uh, I'm trying to build a community so that we can trigger the conversation and bring about change. You know, I wrote in my author's note in I Kick and I Fly that I am passing, as a lifelong activist against sex trafficking, with this book, I'm passing the baton on to the next generation because... Now the time has come to broaden the movement beyond the laws, beyond the community that I helped in Bihar in India, to the whole of this country, to every child who will stand for a world in which no child is bought or sold. Yes. And Uh, so (laughs) the people who are listening are the people who are going to pick up the baton today. Yes. And those who will pick up a copy of the book, or maybe they find it at their school library or their public library, but but to share it and read it and, you know, in, in being able for a classrooms, as you said, Scholastic provides the, the tools to, to have a discussion where there is greater understanding. That's the way through knowledge and understanding is how we're going to combat this really horrible problem. 
Exactly. And I want this I kick and I fly to fly into the hands <laughs> of every child in America. And, you know, the people who are going to help me do it are parents and teachers because they can make sure that this is there in schools and this is there in libraries. It's time to have the conversation and protect our kids. Yes. And it it is really wonderful that we have this book, I Kick and I Fly, because in in being a story with a true story basis to it, it really has a way to resonate. It's it's factual and and it's told in a well, the hopefulness is certainly there, but I think it's such relatable mm-hmm. characters. You you are a great writer in that way to be able to really share that with us. Tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> well, it, it with your experience, you just have the ability to be in the voice of the young people. It's it's really it feels authentic, certainly, and mm-hmm. and yet. Uh, it's written in such a way that, you know, as an adult, I read it and I'm turning the pages because I want to know what happens. And when I want to also be an advocate and, and make change in the world, I, I think it helps us, it guides us, and it gives us that kind of information. Wonderful. You know, that's exactly what I wanted the book to do. And, you know, I wrote it as a social justice adventure. I don't know if such a genre exists. And it's fast-paced, and it's a page-turner mm-hmm. to the point that my editor at Scholastic would tell me, you know, slow down the pace, because I was just churning it out, like, very, very fast. And, uh, you know, so in every chapter, chapter by chapter, Hira kicks and flies, and there are ups and downs, and family feuds, and love and fighting and kidnapping and triumph and hope and communities coming together. There's a lot of action and there's a lot of uh, visual detail. You're right. Yes. Uh, And the bonds of friendship uh, really Mm. are very powerful here. And uh, I think that underscores it for young people and for adults as well. But seeing how having that connection so that we don't feel we're alone, that there is someone who cares. Yeah, that is super important. That has also been super important to me as an activist all my life is that, you know, when I felt I want to give up and I can't carry on, it's friends. And you create a family of choice as you go along, and they'll tell you, no, you're doing the right thing, or yeah, here we are here to help you. And I literally have friends across the world where I'll just show up, and I may be in Morocco, but they'll take me to a trafficking shelter to meet someone, and then I'll feel inspired. Or even in New York, you know, someone like a, like Gloria Steinem, saying your book is going to save the world. And I say, okay, if Gloria Steinem is saying so, then probably it might, you know. Well, that is uh, really you know, a, a huge uh, proclamation about the book, that if she can see that, and because we respect who she is and what she has accomplished, to have that um, go along with it, you know, underscores what we already feel about it, and that we should be encouraged. That's right. And, you know, sometimes it's like a pinch me moment or a... Like, <laughs> You know, did she really say that? You know, how can that be? And what does it mean, really? 
but that only the future will show us right if the book will save the world and what it will do because ultimately it won't even be about me it will be between the reader and the book yes well th- that is true and even if we do not see that it has saved the world but we will see lives saved we will see lives changed and things made different and as long as that begins and that we see that beginning then there's that added hope yes right? and that will probably keep me going for another 10 years <laughs> until we have a sequel maybe you'll have to do what your uh, nephew was asking about and and have more of the story come out about the family or you know find out how how these young boys evolve yes yes for <laughs> sure there's a salman story there somewhere and then i have another book signed up with scholastic for next year which is set in arizona in the desert ooh and can you say more or not yet not yet because <laughs> uh, i'm still working on it sure that and i respect that besides this is the book that's out new and that we need to be focused on and really take take time with and and mm. it has grown out of as you had said your organization is it pronounced apni app yes perfect Oh good. Apne up. Apne up. And does it relate in some ways do the do those words have to do with women and uh, supporting women in in finding their voice and their place in the world? Yes, apne up means self action in Hindi. Ah. And when we realize very quickly that there's no one going to come from above to save us, it has to be each other. and we had to organize in circles to find our collective strength that's how we chose the name apne aap and it happened you know in, when i was making the documentary in bombay uh, someone stuck a knife at my throat and um, i thought i'm going to die now no one can save me because i was in a tiny room there was only one door the door was bro- blocked by the man who had walked in with a knife in his hand and uh, i was sitting on a bed and the other side was this window with iron bars but the women who i was interviewing they surrounded me and they said if you've got to kill her you've got to kill us first mm-hmm. and that's when i realized the power of women's collective action very very concretely and that was when in a way the first apne aap circle was born even though apne aap did not exist at that time <laughs> but it was the vision the literal vision of what was to be exactly yes oh that that gives me chills that it that's so perfect that it it showed you the way the path of what needed to be created yes and we only have to listen to each other and it's not it nothing comes from the top it comes from each other Yes. And in so many ways we are feeling that in our world where there is so much loneliness and isolation that we need to see how we need each other and how there is strength and encouragement and support and 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 just having connection. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sisterhood is powerful and sisterhood is global. 
and you continue to illustrate that and and you commit your life it's not just something that you know is is a good thing but you've committed your entire life to this and find ways to share that message and make it real i have committed my life to it and i know i'll never be finished but i'll always keep doing what i'm doing and you know everything is going to make a dent in this horrible organized crime of sex trafficking because they can't succeed we have to succeed yes and i kick and i fly is really a message to all the traffickers out there that you know we'll kick them aside and we are going to fly yes exactly and uh, often what happens is there's there's a lot of kicking and screaming before they go down so it's not that it's necessarily going to happen easily but there needs to be that persistence that awareness the conversation around it and knowing that it's possible to beat it down and to come out victorious exactly and you know um there's a scene there are a couple of fights in my book where Hira takes on the traffickers and once she just bites his hand because he's so much bigger than her and he lets out a yelp and she manages to escape and there's another one where she uses a great sidekick and uh, you know uses the philosophy of Bruce Lee um to inspire herself uh, to you know channelize her energy and become stronger than she is and i think there is something very powerful in that to discover the power of ourselves Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. And how she knew that she needed to do this because it wasn't just helping her herself, but it was helping her family as well. Yes. Right. That also was a big motivation for Hira and you spoke about the power of friendships, but you know that fact that she needed to help her friend. Yes. The fact that she had to feed her younger siblings, the fact that her mother was trying so hard to keep her in school, her cousin, Hira is full of love for all of them and loyal, fiercely loyal. and it was great really to to see that like with her mother her mother as much as she had been beaten down by her role in life still though had a spark within her that she wanted to pass on to her daughters and she obviously passed it on to her son too because of just how compassionate mm. he was in his life with his family yes and how one person you know who's an activist like rini d she's giving a speech mm. and other people are listening and how that sparks a woman who's completely dominated and oppressed like hira's cousin mira who's already been sold into the sex trade and yet she thinks women can organize and have a different future it makes such a difference you know one person taking a stand yes it really courage is contagious yes and and i think where we might feel so small and and lack that when we read a story and and know that it is based on fact that gives us that real feeling of well maybe i could you know at least venturing yeah. forward and 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 that encouragement is so powerful yeah and you know what i've done also in the book is that i've created end resources where uh, young people can go and volunteer join up i've also given 
ways that people can learn, educate, share uh, the whole issue of human trafficking, about the book and human trafficking. And then I've gone on on my website on ruchiragupta.com to put up some calls to action if people want to do more. I've also created more resources to build a community against human trafficking. To For parents and teachers, there are resources. For kids, there are resources. And... Um, you know, I just want this book to become part of a conversation which will trigger a movement which will grow bigger and bigger and bigger against human trafficking. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Big applause. That That is what my hope along with you is. And I can't imagine that there aren't others who have the same feeling. And I just um, with these resources and what you you shared from your website, uh, the calls to action, I could see happening with so many different organizations and in classrooms that it will be such a rallying call that, you know, will empower and really ignite uh, such good things happening. Yeah, and uh, I, I Kick and I Fly itself is a call to action. It's broken the silence. And I'm so, so grateful to Scholastic because they have taken the bold move to publish the book and take it to young people. So they have helped me break the silence. And now it's up to the children who read it and the young adults who read it and the adults who read it to take the next step. Exactly. And and yes, that is a great thing to say about Scholastic, that they accepted this, well, challenge, basically, to publish a book with this subject matter for youth. And that's a, a great thing. I can only imagine good things happening. And, and I am just so grateful that you have the passion that you do, Rashira Gupta, to write this and to share it with the world. And I do so appreciate your taking time with us this morning to give us these insights as well. Thank you. And I have a final call to action with, to all your listeners. Buy the book. It's available in bookstores near you and online. Share the book and do continue to break the silence around sex trafficking. Exactly.